Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Power Women in Insurance podcast. My name is Teresa Kitchens, and I'm here today with Beth De La Forest, and she is amazing. She is part of the women of IAOA, and we're honored to be able to have her here today. Beth, hi. Thank you so much for coming on with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so honored. <laughs> now, Beth, you are with Aspire Insurance Group up in Hudson, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and I know that's a cold, chilly area up there. Tell me a little bit about where you're located and a little bit about your demographic up there. Okay. So uh, I, am, I, my office is in Hudson, Wisconsin. We are just 20 minutes east of St. Paul, Minnesota. So just first, first little town right across the border. So um, demographic, I don't know, we're just like, a, it's like a little river town. Our downtown is old. It's nostalgic. Um, Weirdly enough, I actually am in the, in the office building straight across the house that I grew up in. So, oh wow! I, I get now I get to pass, you know, drive by the house I grew up in, and I'm work every day. Yeah. Oh, cool. how cool! Well, you know what? I was so excited to be able to talk to you today, specifically because selfishly, and I told you this earlier, but very Mm -hmm. selfishly, um, you and I have been talking for about a year. We're actually part of a mastermind group together. And a couple of us have been talking for a while now about finding agencies and acquiring them Mm -hmm. going through an agency acquisition. And um, you have actually closed on yours already. And you have been in the process of migrating all of the people, the systems, the, the, the culture, all of those things with your agency. And um, I just really wanted to pick your brain. I wanted to learn from just the wealth of knowledge that you have as it's totally fresh and um, get to feel your experience and get to be able to talk to you about that today. So today we are talking about agency acquisitions and all the fun things that 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 has to do. So I know that you are Aspire Insurance Group. Tell me about the agency that you have acquired. All right. So yes, you are right. We are Aspire Insurance Group. And the acquisition that we um, just finished is Aspire Insurance Agency. So kind of funny, we are registered, like Aspire Insurance Group is registered in Wisconsin. And Aspire Insurance Agency was registered in Minnesota. So um, how we first met was um, he received some mail actually from Dell Computers. So I'm going to have to send a thank you to Dell Computers. <laughs> um, he got mail from, um, for me at his house um, that said Aspire Insurance Group, that's Dela Forest. And he was just really curious about who was using, you know, his name, basically. Um, so I was actually in Boston um at doing their Goldman Sachs program and I got a phone call um from John and he was saying to me you know why why are you using my name so I called him back real quick because I thought I was going to be in like some hot water for my name or something you know you just you just don't know and um really it was that he was 
had been looking actually for about two to two years for the right person for him to um, to um, acquire his agency or to pass on you know what he's built. He did, he started scratch, so I think he was really um, really intent on finding the that right fit. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I think that is really important to make sure that everybody feels really comfortable um, mm -hmm. because they are passing that baton and you're picking it up and then all your clients. And um, I know that with, for me, building my agency, it's like I get super attached emotionally to what people say yeah. about the agency. Uh -huh. So um, I'm trying to be really, really cognizant of that as we're in this process of acquisition on my end, because I'm in the process of acquiring an agency in Austin and I'm in Dallas and um, with working with her team and working with um, her clients and so forth. Um, it is something really important that we need to make sure that we recognize and honor what they built on their end as well. Tell yeah. me a little bit about what is his role moving forward? Has he exited the agency? Um, mm -hmm. What is his, uh, his, his, his role now that you have officially acquired the agency? Right. So um, I, uh, it was, it was both of our preference actually, both John and mine, that he would stay as part of the agency um, for a couple of years. So he's on, on our team for um, two and a half years, um, but on via contract, obviously. Um, but I, my goal for him was I wanted him to be able to just only focus on the areas that he just truly loves in insurance. So he has the freedom to finish off these last years doing the, doing the things that like totally like make his eyes light up versus, you know, some of the, you know, we all have things that we don't like to do that we still have to do. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, and then, and then my goal was just simply to um, have him present from a stability standpoint. Um, so as his clients are um, merging into my agency and the entities are combining that any key relationships from a carrier standpoint or from a client standpoint, or even when it comes to um, integrating our team or just his presence still there for his own team in the past, because I did, um, I did also hire on all of his previous staff. Um, so really my, my number one reason was stability. Um, so it's really good. I mean, I, I've, he's really in the background. He's working on a few projects. He has a workers comp project. He has, um, that he has kind of always been a, um, a passion of his. And then he's also working on some long-term care, um, projects and then a cyber project. So he's just, you know, busy putting programs together. Mm -hmm. That's, That's great. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about his team. I mean, the, cause you said that you have also acquired his team. Tell mm -hmm. me a little bit about that and what that looks like. So that was one of, it was, it was interesting because as we shared our team dynamics early on, that one of the things that I really noticed was because we were just, I mean, we were at the point where we, were, we needed to hire somebody so it was, it was hard for me on, on my side because I actually had to hold back from hiring for much longer than I wanted to right. because when we had this initial conversation about our teams, I, we realized real or early on that our combined teams actually plug 
each other's holes. Oh, nice. It was super, it was for me, you know, if you want to use my terminology, that was like a total God wink where it was one of those moments. You just have these little reassuring moments as you navigate the path. Right. And I was like, Oh, that is, that's really crazy. So, I mean, like he has someone for personal lines, that's fine, but she also can quote all new business, which is what her role is now. But he had a commercial line scale and I've really needed someone for commercial lines because I had really been holding down the majority of commercial lines. And then I already had somebody um, that was um, really great at with personal lines uh, account management. So, um, and then he also has somebody in life health um, Medicare, which, okay. um, which I, I didn't have anybody in that role. So now we do. Um, he has a, a, he did have a producer that we brought over. Um, I'm trying to think if I'm, yep, that would be, that would be it. So it's John, Andrea, Annette, Caitlin, and Chris total. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And how are they adjusting? Because when, when did you, when did you purchase the agency? What was the date that you closed on it? So we closed June 25th. Okay. All right. So it's been a couple months because as of today, it is September 30th. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that journey as far as um, we've talked about how you guys connected. And I think that's such a cool story about the Dell. (laughs) And um, that your cultures really mesh, that you guys kind of filled each other's holes with that. But tell me a little bit about what it's been like since you went ahead and acquired um, as far as the team goes, as far as that owner still being in participation. And this Mm -hmm. agency you had mentioned is in Minnesota. And I know that you're on the border there of Wisconsin and Minnesota, but it still is a little bit of a difference in in, um, space, obviously. You're maintaining two offices. So tell me a little bit about all that dynamic. dynamic. I'm super curious about that. Um, So it's it's been... It's been, um, you know, the overall is I, it's, it's good. I mean, it's been really good. Um, I will say, you know, like I mentioned when we were talking a little bit ago that the data migration is just, I mean, gosh, I would rather just pull, pull my fingernails out, you know, <laughs> um, it is, you know, we, we did go, it, like I said, if we were going from like an easy links to an easy links, it would be a fairly easy move. Right. But in our case, we are moving QQ into easy links and, um, you know, I, I will be honest that the process was painful and it was um, very, it was so segmented that you didn't actually know where you were in the process because each team that would, we would work with was so siloed. They didn't really understand where maybe their team was in the big picture process, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So um, you didn't ever have a, any kind of like orientation of like, how much longer might this take? And then for me personally, this was probably one of the first kind of like kicks in the guts was um, I was told by my rep that the, the, um, and, and, you know, now looking back, I, it, you know, I just, this was your first time navigating right now. So our rep had actually told me, and I think he's new. I'm just going to give him the benefit of the doubt. But anyway, he had basically told me that like they, all the downloads come through and they download. And so then the downloads only take like two or three days. And then it takes another like eight to 12 weeks to then backfill all the data. So then they would take like, say all the notes then 
from EasyLinks, and then and then those would take the longer time to match those up to the accounts. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. So to me, I thought, oh, that makes sense because what they're trying to do is get all the downloads in. Because mm -hmm. if you can get all the downloads in, then you have like the meat of what you need to operate. So that was my thought, like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So of course, you know, I communicated this to my team, right? But mind you, I had asked him the same question like three times. Okay. I had the same answer three times. So I felt like I was pretty confident to share this information, but no, it actually, <clears throat> it doesn't work that way. <laughs> so okay. I know you're not on easy link, so you can't necessarily learn from that, um, you know, moment when I stubbed my toe, but, um, yeah, so our data migration literally took like, it was maybe done two weeks ago and that wasn't even totally done because then we realized there was a handful of projects that we would have to take on within the agency to actually get the data to where we really needed yeah. it to be to operate right so literally with those projects they just were finished yesterday so that data migration process then because you you know so then you have to keep two management systems working and then you i couldn't <clears throat> It didn't make sense to me to move over phones then either because who however I would set up phones people wouldn't have access to necessarily to the information that they would need it was just it was just frustrating so it delayed us moving our phones so we just finally got phone systems moved over um actually it was a week ago today okay so um yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, but you, you know, it's, it, what I say to our team is right now is, you know what, we are navigating the messy middle, we're in the messy middle, it's right. all working, okay, everything's working, but it is, you know, this is an art, it's not a science, it's going to take, you know, I always say, like, your strong team is going to, it's going to, they're going to get through the suck if they're, if they're right. a strong team, so this is going to vet out any, any weak link. <laughs> So um, do you feel like the team has taken it well? I mean, you know, because I mean, it's hard whenever you have somebody else come in and um, all of a sudden starts making changes and then, you know, they have a different way to communicate. They have a different methodology or, you know, and honestly, especially in, you know, a lot of our ways were generally younger than the person maybe who we're buying from yeah. in that type of acquisition. And they may not be as knowledgeable about technology or open to that and or maybe they might even have an older team that may or may not be as technological how have you kind of navigated that because to me that seems like that would also be a, a really big challenge yeah hello loyal listeners hey are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client maybe you maybe not Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, AK Agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. Yeah, I would say you know, I mean, systems and technology, you know, whatever it is, what it is, I would say the number one thing to focus on is the team. 
it's because you have two different cultures. So it's like marriage, right? You have when, when two people get married, right? You, you are, you, it's like two cultures merging, but it's the same thing in an acquisition. So like the things that can pop up, even like in a marriage can pop up in a merger where you're um, trying to introduce people and then you have different processes and you have, you know, so in our case specifically, um, you know, my agency was, it has been built remotely. His agency has two locations and they love paper and filing. (laughs) (laughs) That's a big challenge. Yep. Um, and they are very rural and we are more like, you know, I mean, we're a small town, but it's, it's really, we are considered more of a, so we are considered a suburb of the twin cities. Okay. So more, you know, suburb. So, um, what I did, and I think one of the, one of the keys to the success as far as three months in, at least is I really got to know the team. So I had started building a relationship with Andrea, who is their operations manager in the commercial line CSR there. Um, And her and I actually, the last month before we closed, were in very frequent communication, just getting to know each other and connecting. And I, you know, asked her a lot of questions about what's important to her. And I will never forget, and this was another one of those little God winks along the way, I had emailed her one day a question and my question to her was, hey, um, if you were to come up with four core values that you would say are the core values, not what John says they are. I wanna know from like how you operate as a team on a daily basis, like what are your core values? And I, I, I have it saved. She sent me four core values that are our, literally our four, our four core values for aspiring nice. insurance. The exact same ones. I, I, I am so glad I was not standing up at my stand-up sit-down desk <laughs> at that moment. I was like, this is, so then I actually emailed her because I know that those, those core values that we have are internal. Like I don't have them posted anywhere that she would have access to them. Nobody else on my team had met her. And then I, so I asked her the question, because I know I had given John our core values. I was like, did John give you our core values or did I ever give you a copy? Because I was like, maybe I gave her a copy and I didn't know. No, nope. She had no idea. Um, And so that was one of those moments. It's so cool though. It is so, I mean. What a a God wink kind of moment. Oh gosh. Yeah. You can't make it up. I mean, you just, I just, I will never forget that moment. Um. But, you know, she is their leader. So she really ran the operations there, whereas John was very much in more of like a big picture owner position. So I knew that my relationship, it was good with her and the buy-in was there with her, that it would, that would be a trickle effect. And it has been very much. And then um, the good thing is that the other people on her team were just so excited and ready for growth and change. And it's just, they've really embraced it beautifully yeah so it's been good there's you know I can say like maybe there's been like little tiny bumps here and there but it's been actually approached as um opportunities for like everybody's had such a positive mindset in it 
Right. And um, yeah. So I think that's amazing. Good. I think that's fabulous. Yeah. So what I know for me and um, the women of IAOA right now, we are tomorrow going to be having a happy hour specifically where we are reading a book called Lean In by Cheryl Sandberg, um, who's the COO of Facebook. Mm-hmm. And um, in reading this book, she really talked about how women sometimes talk ourselves out of things and how we don't step up, how we don't raise our hand to be able to step up and take responsibility or take administrative roles. Or sometimes we, um, we, we take more of a nurturing approach to something rather than a um, administrative approach to something. Whereas men, men naturally take a little bit more of that um, assertive um, approach. Whereas women typically take more of a nurturing approach. And have you seen that them, the, the team having a male as a leader versus having a female as a leader has in any way confused them or has it maybe changed the way that you approach them as far as that cultural dynamic of the, the shift from being able to have, uh, you know, just a different gender being able to kind of, you know, call the shots. Yeah. Um, I no, I know. I, I can't, I don't believe. No, I, I don't. I, I, they've all actually, we've, we've talked about it like a, very briefly. Um, I can say that they all think that it's really cool that we're women owned and run. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, um, and, and the conversation's more been that they think it's really cool that there's a female agency owner, mm-hmm. but that we've all ha- also had the agreement like, oh, it just so happens to be that we are like all female. Now that, that being said, we do have, well, John is on this on staff. Right. And um, we do have two other men that have roles within the agency, but the core of daily operations really is women. Right. You know, but um, it was never necessarily like the goal. And we all have had kind of the conversation, like it just, we'll just take whoever's like the most qualified and whoever fits in the best. And if it happens to be a man, that's cool. Or if it happens to be a woman, that's cool. Um, but I don't, I sometimes, I know for me, like as a female agency owner, there's definitely probably been some different hurdles that I've had to navigate than um, maybe a male in our industry. But I also think you can acknowledge that and, and but it's also your choice of how much energy you're going to give it and I just don't do that um and I'm also like I know early on I mean just and on this will be the last thing I'll say unless you have more questions about it but um I just don't I don't know I I I just don't I, I don't feed anything that I've had to overcome with that I just don't give it very much energy and I just keep moving along um and yeah, I guess that's pretty much. Absolutely. Well, I think, you know, what we, what we dwell on becomes our reality. I, I mean, because right. reality is so much perception, right? That we can oh, feel like somebody's, 
you know, not giving us a fair shake or something's going on. It may or may not actually be happening. But right. I think as a leader and as it as somebody who is, you know, coming in and being able to take over this agency and, you know, taking them out of paper and making all these changes, agency management systems and so forth. If we have that competence and we have that um, assertiveness that this is our space and we belong here and this is our area, even if the previous owner is sticking around for a little bit, then yeah. I think they accept that and they, they appreciate that in us and they're able mm -hmm. to make that transition a whole lot faster. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's, yeah, I don't, yeah, I agree with you. Totally. I think a lot of it's, you know, as bringing that culture to the table as well, you know? Right. So, and I, also think face. like not even letting the gender thing even actually be like anything mm -hmm. like it's just an expectation that we're just moving on when we're there might be a different you know face and name in front of everybody but you know I, I, maybe I'll make some decisions a little differently than how John did right but right. I do the same way no matter you know it'd be a change no matter what way it was no matter who it was it's a change. and it sounds like they were really ready for that change too so I think that's really important. yeah I was surprised because one of the one of the things and I, I this was definitely in the good decision, um, you know, category um, is when we made the announcement, John and I went up together, we announced it together. But then I did um, one on ones with everybody afterwards. Okay. So then I we just would go in the, com the conference room and um, just sit down and I just literally just I it was just all me just purely getting to know them. And asking and asking them questions like, "Hey, what's important to you? What are you nervous about? Right. Just get real with me." And I just walls came down, and I made notes, really good notes. So I followed through on each and everything that I would that I we talked about. I would make sure that I I followed through, especially on those things that they're nervous about or uncomfortable about. Like, I mean, I I remember one of them was. I mean, just straight up, she was like, I don't, I don't get acknowledged for the things that I do. Like, I just, and I'm like, wow, that's, I mean, she just gave me so much. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. I think it's important. Yeah. I love that. I love that you asked those questions. I think that's really, really important. So as somebody is approaching and looking for an agency, I think you've given us a lot of really good, um, what to look for that synergy, maybe, mm -hmm. um, of, of team members of, like you said, maybe filling in your holes of areas that your agency does or does not have inside of it. Um, what is, as far as like the whole thing between, um, between the negotiations, the financing, the, uh, which we really haven't even talked about too much, but between the whole thing, between the, like I said, negotiations, financing, the transition, the systems, the people, what is probably the biggest piece of, of, of wisdom that you could pass along to somebody else who may be thinking about an acquisition and might want to make sure that they um, want to take one really big piece of nugget maybe that you've experienced that made a big difference for you in being able to make this a really successful experience? Right. So I would say, you know, I might have a different answer if I had like oh, hours to think about that, but I'll right, I know. I've just kind of thrown it on. No, you. no, it's fine. I'm totally cool with that. So I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna say this, but this is the answer that first that like popped up in my head right when you said that. Okay. And um, I would say my biggest piece of wisdom is don't put a square peg through a round hole. Mm. Don't 
don't force something or um, push for something that isn't fitting because the fit is so important. Right. Um, that of course, you know, we're here to create revenue and to make money and to what I mean, my why is actually has nothing to do with finances, although, you know, that's obviously we need to make a living. But um, I would say, having gone through this process, if this, if I had gone through this process, and, and if I was navigating the messy middle, and had, and, and this was not a good fit, this would literally be miserable right now. Right. I mean, and I don't know who would ever want to do that. Even if you're, it, even if money is purely your motivation, I don't think it, it's, it's just, it's just never something you're going to want to for, force. So if you're interested in acquisition and mergers, I would say focus on looking for the right fits. Don't just look for someone who's willing to say yes, but focus on the fit. That would be my, my words of wisdom on that. Absolutely. And I think too many of us do, we, we, we try to, you know, like you said, put a, you know, round peg in a square hole, you know, and you just yeah. can't do that. And um, so I love that. That's wonderful. Well, Beth, if people have additional questions regarding acquisitions or just regarding anything, because I know that you are incredibly resourceful as an agency owner, if people want to reach on out to you, what is the best way for them to reach on out and connect directly with you? All right, so probably email would be the best. Um, so email is Beth at aspireinsurancegroup.com. It's A-S-P-I-R-E insurancegroup.com. And um, our otherwise agency phone number is 651-760-8369. I'm extension 804. Um, otherwise I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn and you know. All those other ways to be able to connect. Well, I yeah. Right. you taking the time today. Yes, thank, thank you so you. much. I appreciate you just being open and being honest and talking to us today about your acquisitions. So always happy to share. Thank you. So everybody, this has been the Power Women in Insurance podcast, talking today with Beth De La Forest with Aspire Insurance Group out of Wisconsin. So look her on up, pick her brain. Um, if you do have additional questions, make sure you feel free to ask them. But what we are here to do inside of the Power Women of Insurance is to be able to really encourage women to step up, find their voice, whatever that looks like in the insurance industry, whether or not you work for a carrier, for an agency, if you're in ownership, if you are a CSR, if you are in support, we totally want to make sure we hear your story. So reach on out. Again, my name is Teresa Kitchens. Thank you so much, you guys, for listening. Make sure that you follow the podcast so that we can make sure that you have all the opportunities to connect every single week to amazing women in the insurance space. Everybody, have a great day. <laughs>